to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realm of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. Hello, welcome back, my mental health warriors, Lindsay lovers, and listeners. If you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for stopping in to see me. I am so excited to be podcasting today. It's a great distraction because, well, let me just start off by saying where I'm at. I am podcasting from my parents' house again, which I haven't done since my last podcast episode where I talked about um, depression and travel and going to Yosemite and all that. So I'm back here again, and I have been cramming for my statistics exam. I know that you guys are probably sick of hearing it. I know my blog readers are sick of hearing about it, but I'm almost done. You guys, today is the big day. Today is the day of the exam, and I am here downstate a day early. I was here yesterday because I just felt like I wasn't getting what I needed from the tutors and the people that help online. It's not their fault. I just need extra help. So I drove down here yesterday. I got up early before the sun was even up and I drove down to Grand Valley and just barged into the stats lab and was like, explain this shit to me, y'all. Explain it to me because I'm not getting a full grasp on it. I'm not comfortable yet with my knowledge to have it be tested. And tomorrow's the exam. So I went in and luckily, thank God, there was um, this sweet girl there, shout out to her, that did know about the calculator shortcuts that our professor has us use. And you're probably thinking like, what calculator shortcuts? That makes everything sound so much easier. And yeah, it does for the calculations. However, when no one else knows about the calculator shortcuts that you're getting help from, then it makes completing the formulas next to impossible. And this has been an ongoing struggle all semester with these damn calculator shortcuts. So I was finally able to associate which calculator steps are part of which formula, are part of which hypothesis test, are part of which calculation. Um, I've got them all named accurately. I've got my cheat sheet on the ready. And yeah, you would probably also think that like, oh, you're allowed to have a cheat sheet. So like you should be fine. Yeah, you would think But if any of you have taken stats before, you would know that you could write down word for word every single thing that you've ever been taught and still not have what you need. So then it becomes this thing of like, okay, what do I put on this cheat sheet? I'm allowed to bring in one page of notebook paper front and back. What do I put on that cheat sheet and it's so hard to decide. So I've got my cheat sheet all filled out with all of my um, FRED calculations and FRED just stands for, it's F-R-E-D, formulate the problem. You know what? Why am I going into this? (laughs) I've got all my FRED tests ready. I've got my interval calculations ready and I think I'm prepared. So I was exhausted yesterday by the time I was done. I also, after bombarding the stats lab, I had a meeting face-to-face with my professor, which is so aggravating and so, I don't know, it's intense. And it's like, I mean, he's a, a, a nice enough guy and all that, but this person has your like whole future in their hand and your in their hands. Cause basically like if I weren't to pass this class, that would put my graduation on a year later, a year later, like, because all of the stats classes, this level of stats 
are full for next semester. And if I didn't pass this, then I couldn't take my prereq that I'm, or the next one that I'm taking next semester. And then I wouldn't be able to graduate next year. So this guy has my whole like short term, couple years long life direct trajectory. How do you say that word? He has it in his hands. Okay. So I, you know, that's just the way it is. He can determine if I pass or fail. I mean, obviously what I get in the exam determines that, but you guys know what I'm saying. So I'm also proud of myself for doing that because sitting in that stats lab, I realized I wasn't the only one who avoids going to office hours like the plague. I mean, I'll email him all day and night, but there were so many times the tutors in there were asking the other kids like, did you go to office hours? And they're like, no. And it's like, cause they're like, you need to do that because they can't turn you away if you're in person. And that's something that Eddie reminded me of over the weekend too. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. So I need to go down there in person. So my whole goal of coming down state yesterday was to go to the stats lab in person and then go talk to my professor in person. And I did both of those things. And I accomplished what I needed to in terms of getting all the clarification I needed. So I'm really just so glad about that. I've been working so hard. Every week brings its new challenges this semester. And I know that's how next semester is going to be too. And I just have to remember that I will be okay yet every semester, I think I'm not going to be okay. Every semester I'm like, I'm a fraud. I'm a phony. Like I'm not meant to do this. I'm not meant to go to grad school because I can barely get through this statistics class. So what makes me think I'm going to get through stats in grad school? For all I know, it's going to be the same exact repeat. Um, and it probably will be because a lot of people that are psychology majors don't even have to take statistics because they're getting a BA in stat or, or BA in psychology. If that were the case for me, I'd be done. But because it's a it's a bachelor of science, I've got to do statistics. I've got to do this other class next week that's called statistics and research in psychology, and then I have to do advanced research in psychology. So. It's a lot of science, y'all. It's a lot of science. And you know what I'm here for? It. Women in STEM. Let's do it. That's my motto. I just keep reminding myself that. So by the time you guys listen to this, I will have been done with statistics for a week. So I'm hoping that by the day this airs next week, Wednesday, the 20th, that I will have my final grade. And boy, oh boy, am I excited, nervous, and just so grateful to have finished this adventure. Fall semesters to me are notoriously hard, whether it's college or, you know, high school. It's just awkward. There's so many growing pains. You look back and cringe about so many things that you did or how you felt like you were okay, but you really weren't. And it's just, this has just been a whole journey of being uncomfortable. But you guys know that I'm all about going out of my comfort zone to make progress because that's how you make progress. You don't make progress by being comfy cozy. That's for sure. So it's been all about like going out of my comfort zone and then being cozy for a night or two, going out of my comfort zone and then cozying up. So it's been a very cozy holiday season. If you're reading my blog miss, which is where I blog every day for the month of December, then you'll know that Eddie and I are on a Christmas movie kick. We're watching all the Hallmark good. Ugh. It's so good. It's so just like getting myself out of my head and into a world where every single house and business is decorated to the nth degree of just holiday magic. 
the garland in these movies, you guys, just kill me. I saw, there was one movie I was watching where I think I saw three different row rows of like swag and garland over one doorway. Like one wasn't enough and they had to add on more. That's just one of the things I love about these movies is just the Christmas decor is over the top and I'm here for it. Like, give it to me. And this is actually my last podcast episode before Christmas. So that's exciting too, because I have some Christmas blog posts to read to you guys. And yeah, we will definitely be getting into that. Um, I keep getting really great messages of support from you guys about this podcast. Thank you so much. My numbers are still going up week after week. I'm like, where are you all coming from? So give me a shout out if you're listening. Tell me where you're listening from and hit me up on social media. You can find all my links at lindsayloomis.com or lindsayloomis on Instagram. I have Facebook. I will give you a word of warning if you hit me up on Facebook. I probably will not see the messages. I just recently checked my Facebook messages for the first time in months, and I had some people um, on there that I very much wanted to hear from, but I'm just not a Facebook girl. So the best way to find me is go to my website and then go to Instagram. Um, and I think on my website, there's a way to contact me as well. That's the best way. I'm an Instagram girl. I do a lot of my like marketing on there. So hit me up on there. If you want to connect, say hello. I've got listeners in Europe. I've got listeners in South America. So I'm just like, oh my God, just overwhelmed with how amazing growing this podcast has been. And if you can believe it, I think I'm on my like 22nd episode. I started this podcast this past July. Um, I was like, I got to do it. I'd been talking about it for like three or four years. And I was like, I just got to do it already. And I did. And my first episode was very like awkward and well, they're all awkward. I'm not a professional by any means, but, um, and I just like to see how far I've come and how I've really got like a good rhythm going and, I've been loving forming this Love Lindsay podcast family with you guys. It's been such a treat. It's been such a Christmas gift to me. And let me know what I can do to help you and to be there for you because that also brings joy to my heart. So without further ado, let's get into some blog posts. So I've been searching through my old blog posts to find some good stuff to read. This one is called Witchy Yule Tidings and 21st Intentions. And this is about um, different traditions centering around the winter solstice, which I love to celebrate. It's so cool. It's all about like going inward, making intentions, making wishes. And um, last year, my friend Sienna had this really cool um, winter solstice party where we took things that no longer served us and wrote them on little pieces of paper and rolled them up and put them into pine cones and threw them in the fire and burned them. So she always refers to it as like her pine cone party. And that was really cool. And then what we also did is she had clear glass ball ornaments and we filled them with like moss and like little tree clippings and stuff. And then we wrote on there our intentions for the year and put them in the ornament. And then what we did is we all brought our ornaments home and then hung them in a place in our home where they could watch over us for the year. 
and I still have my ornament and I love it. And it was such a great party this year for the solstice. I will be going to a yoga event with my girlfriends where there's going to be a Reiki master. And I think like a sound bath experience and, um, it's going to be so great. So magical. I love stuff like that so much. Um, so let's get back to this blog post. I start the blog posts off saying this year, Eddie and I have been trying to embrace new holiday traditions. We had a special Dia de Muertos dinner the day after Halloween, where we honored our loved ones who have already passed on. After the dinner, we donned our witchy hooded capes and walked the dark streets on the first snowy night of the year, carrying candles and discussing our goals and intentions for the winter slash holiday season. Now that Yule is approaching, we are making plans to try new things and make new traditions to celebrate on that day. The word Yule develops from the Geol with cousin forms in such other Germanic languages as Old Norse and Gothic. I didn't know Gothic was a language. English speakers are not familiar with Yule through associations dating to its original use. For example, the Yule log, as in the lyric, see the blazing Yule before us, was originally a real tree limb or trunk burnt on the hearth, but now makes an appearance at Christmas time as a cake shaped like a log. We bought a special bundle of birch wood to burn on the evening of the 21st in an outdoor bonfire. I'm so excited for this night. It's just another way for us to have some cozy winter vibes and celebrate in nature. The bundle of wood we bought is like a traditional Yule log. It was for sale at our favorite Christmas tree farm. I think it's intended to be a centerpiece, but it's been great for a prop for social media photos. But this Monday, it's going into the fire, and we'll see some intentions while it burns. The custom of the Yule log spread all over Europe, and different kinds of wood are used in different countries. In England, oak is traditional. In Scotland, it is birch, while in France, it's cherry. Also in France, the log is sprinkled with wine before it's burned so that it smells nice when it is lit. Yummy. I've also read that the different wood has different meanings. So the birch has long been a, considered a symbol of renewal and purification. The early Celts used bundles of birch twigs as besoms or brooms to drive out the spirits of the old year. And gardeners may still use birch besoms to sweep their gardens clean. The birch is also seen as a symbol of love and fertility. And birch sticks were used to herd cattle in the Scottish Highlands to promote fertility and healthy calves. Um, yeah, this was still in my trying to conceive era. So I think birch was right up our alley, seeing as how it signified fertility. I also plan to decorate our back courtyard with luminaries. Oh, I love luminaries. Have you made those before? As far as I recall, I think you basically put some sand and a candle inside paper bags and light them at night. Maybe I should grab some sand from our local beach. I have a ton of tea light candles that need to get used up anyhow, so I figure why not? I can't wait to see the twinkling lights of the little fires all over our yard, something we definitely couldn't enjoy in the drought prone state of California. But now that we're in Michigan, I'm all about fires outside. Are you trying any new traditions this holiday? Let me know what they are. Also, I wanted to speak briefly about the COVID vaccine. Here we go. I'm ecstatic that we may be getting our first dose next week as we are funeral slash mortuary workers. I have read a lot of commentary about it online, mostly positive from well-educated people. When it comes to matters of health, I turn to science and those who spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on their education in the healthcare field. That just makes the most sense to me. No, I'm not scared or nervous. I'm more nervous about getting injured in a car accident or when my panic attack will be. Sadly, my last panic attack was last night and each time it happens lately, 
I feel like it's getting harder to breathe. Though I know the panic attacks are caused by stress and anxiety, I can't imagine what it would be like to be gasping for air in the literal sense while in a hospital with COVID. Are you getting the vaccine? Let me know. I'll see you back here tomorrow. So that's interesting that I wasn't nervous when I wrote that because I think shortly after that, I began to get nervous because there was talks of reactions and I know that there's always a risk of reaction with any vaccine. I was deeply nervous, but also I felt truly honored because we were the first people to get the vaccine in our county. Like we were there on day one because we were working with the bodies, with the decedents of people that had died from COVID. We were in the morgue of our hospital every day, you guys. And we were there. They made a lot of makeshift COVID wings in um, nursing homes. So what they did is they took the regular nursing home people, moved them to the other side of the building, and then they would make like a certain wing into a place where people would go um, passing from COVID because there wasn't enough room anymore in the hospital. We were in those places every day. It was rough. And so we were able to get right in line with the first responders and healthcare workers because they were working with patients. And then when the patient passed, we were working with that patient some, you know, on the same days. So we got the vaccine. It was nerve wracking. It, I had a panic attack right after it happened. Cause I was like, Oh my God, am I having a reaction? Maybe I am. I don't know. What is it? But like, I was having panic attacks anyway during that season of my life. So having one right after a vaccine, just with all the stress and being like super nervous and also excited, um, you know, and since then I've had, I think three or four and I've been completely fine, but it's just, this has been so interesting reading these posts from 2020 um, all about that. And yeah, it's been how much the world has changed since then and how much I have changed since then has been really telling and, and my mind has changed about some things as minds do opinions change and that's okay. That's allowed. Um, Yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about that blog post. But yeah, I'm excited for Solstice this year. I cannot wait. This one I thought would be interesting (laughs) because it's called My Santa Fetish. (laughs) Um, So let's get into this one. I start off saying, hello, I just got done spending a million hours listing clothes for sale on Poshmark. Oh yeah, you guys, as I told you before, I lost like 70 pounds my first year moving to Michigan and I had so many clothes that I had to get rid of and I listed them on Poshmark and it was such a fun experience. Anyway, back to the blog. I'm kind of sad to see a lot of these items go because I didn't get to wear some of them for very long, but thank goodness for technology. So I sell them. Better than hauling everything to Plato's closet just so they can buy one obscure pair of uncomfortable shoes and make me haul everything back out again. Anyway, I added a link to my website for my Poshmark closet so that you can shop. I feel like I'm finally doing every little thing I've wanted to do when I finally have extra time. Now that I have time. Probably not for long, so I'm enjoying it while it's here. Today, I wanted to talk about Santa Claus. I was obsessed growing up, and still, I had magical, wondrous Christmases, and because my mama worked so incredibly hard to make things perfect, I have an abundant amount of mystical Christmas memories. Here are some of my favorites. Every year, starting around Thanksgiving, it was known in our household that the elves were watching. Between my mama's hard work to stick to the story and follow through 
and my huge so I have something extra special I to share with you guys today since today the is around. the last I would see things from the corner of my eyes and just know um, that they I spent were well some time over the semester checking in on me as I've shared with you guys recently I wasn't I've been writing you guys like I was like the elves are I'm here and they're just book, chilling to my, make sure I'm being good my life story I believed in I Santa and all that comes with going through until the tender age of I found that it's it's something I've always wanted to do therefore the memories I have regarding Santa are very right it out chunk by chunk as if I one was year a on Christmas Eve so I donned my new pajamas which chunk, were light pink like different eras of my life like many families kind of getting new pajamas grade, on Christmas Eve like was seventh a grade eighth grade ninth grade and then they the pajamas go were adorable like but maybe not quite hardy enough for a Michigan winter so night. It's been. I was a really little cool. chilly, I'm and really I didn't sleep well. To you guys know how that, like that, some of this material and what I'm going to read to you today like is a summer thing. Um, just a very rough, um, maybe like something flannel would better. So some I was a little chilly, and I didn't Christmas sleep well. Vacation. Memories. I slept very lightly and early in the darkness so of let's morning. Get into I heard that. what sounded distinctly um, these are my in my mind, favorite Christmas. Sounded like prancing and pawing of hooves on the roof. I the was first positive. One, Looking back, I'm from sure it was our landlord or neighbor so, shoveling. I wasn't really which, quite an adult yeah, sound of but metal I mean, scraping ice like cement. Post However, in Santa Claus. it was just the sound <laughs> I needed Santa. for a sleepless um, and wondrous Christmas Eve. Halfway through ninth grade, December when I was in fourth grade, I had by far the best Christmas as a child of my life. Ever. Firstly, ever. I got my braces off. And this sidebar, I do have some other leaning out of my body, Christmas my blonde hair growing long from other and terrible years middle school acne too, finally on today's somewhat episode. clearing up. Anyway, it was the last and Christmas this I believe meant in Santa Claus. I was finally getting some attention I was extremely lucky to sex. always get everything um, I I don't Santa know if for. you guys, this year was no different. Had... The like magic was on a had whole like new level that Christmas. In like fifth, sixth, As a child grade, of divorced parents, that I was the pleasure me. of celebrating two <laughs> I, Christmases. Like no guy wanted Three, anything actually, to do with if you count Christmas that I know dinner, of, like and I giant had really stocking bad wrapping at Nanny and Grandpa's awkward. house. I had Speaking a, of my had like giant stocking, you guys, kind of vintage retro. Is, Beat of my own drum, kind of sense of style and way of and life. It's the stock, and it wasn't until this kind of stage in my life. Now like I have it, and now I have grade the, when the joy I actually started getting attention from, from a boys. three to four foot stocking every year. But I was getting attention from girls extra. as well, for that matter. My friend this group year, was I was asking for an American girl doll. I had a very unique, sidebar, cringy shit. sense I just of style found that got negative attention. Miniature Molly doll. Quote unquote on americangirl.com they'd be and like Lindsay what are you wearing yes and I'd I say, have the regular size Molly and the tiny Molly so but I gained some positive and I just bought the tiny Molly like so I thought from upper class anyway the boy Not who got my attention doll, though but a year older than Molly me, doll was in my life and storybooks took place in the His American Homefront and he was my first official real boy my grandpa had fought I was French kissing and was a POW and hometown after my first kiss with forward to bedtime story I pulled away with my eyes wide open read mechanically said and stories I love you would tell me about her childhood in the 1940s as well as we stood awkwardly every time we received and I was company catalog I thought that's just poor what you said Molly section and imagine the what boy it would be like was to have far more arms. experienced than me each doll I had a lot had of learning to do section of catalog fast. and would feature their own Luckily, centerfold I had a few weeks the doll's school, actual size with my new boyfriend I was so obsessed directly that I would prop the catalog the up next me to me and pretend it was the actual doll this Christmas vacation my mama would stands have, out to me because of the teenage excitement. All my feeling. toys, gifts, and candy. I was hyper daily on Christmas giddy with Day, love and, and sugar buzz always from the chocolate my flavored candy canes loop, we hung on the which tree. Which I blame for my present. I was day listening to Brian Setzer Orchestra CDs. And on my mom's stereo on every single thing I got for Christmas. Along with that year. two CDs that John that year, had just my gifts wrapped all the way the around soundtracks the to the wedding singer and Austin twice. Powers, International Man of Mystery. How long did you believe in Santa? The for? fact that my new fling and I kept breaking up now? meant I had the opportunity with to flirt with other boys in between and garner and sympathies memories. for my broken heart. I was also chatting with a new new kid from New York who I was trying to talk into bringing me to the Christmas dance. 
I ended up going stag with my girlfriends. I wore a free people dress that my dad bought me from the surf shop and a necklace with a butterfly from Delia's. I smiled brightly for pictures with my now braceless teeth for every photo that season. I was also writing daily, as I still do now, but far, far more. I wrote every single thing that came into my brain at every given moment. The documented cringe is spectacular. And this is my next, one of my next favorite Christmas vacation periods for my life. It's from 2004. Christmas vacation 2004 was just as exciting for many new and more adult types of reasons. I had just finished my third semester of college and was living in an apartment downtown Grand Rapids with my best friend, Amy. I was 20 years old and couldn't wait to turn 21 in four more months. I was dating a new guy named Matt, who was the sous chef at the country club I worked at. I worked so hard all summer flirting with this ultra shy guy to get his attention, and I had to convince him that I actually liked him. I finally won him over that fall, and we were spending most nights together. I only had a landline phone, and I remember Matt being disgusted that I didn't have a cell phone yet. He said, you're the only college girl I know whose parents haven't gotten her a cell phone yet. It's dangerous for you to not have one. He offered to put me on his plan for cell phone, but the idea of that kind of permanency made me nervous. Another technological advances, digital cameras were now all the rage and I desperately wanted a digital camera and photo printer. I've always been the friend who takes all the pictures and would get triple copies of each one at the store when getting them developed. Yes, back in the day, kids, we used to get our pictures developed at the store and pick them up and they'd be paper copies and that's all that you would have. A digital camera and photo printer was necessary to my very being. That Christmas, my boyfriend got me the camera and my nanny got me the photo printer. On Christmas morning, I was opening my last present with my parents and the box I was opening started to ring. I quickly opened it to recognize a Samsung flip phone and was ecstatic. I got my own phone. Even better, I was now connected to my parents' phone plan, so now I could stay connected with everyone. It's still, in my mind, one of the nicest and most thoughtful gifts I've ever gotten because of how much I badly needed and wanted a phone. So those are just two little tidbits from what I've written so far about, I just pulled out like the tidbits about holidays. And yes, that 2004 Christmas was such a pivotal moment, not just because of the digital camera and the phone, but I had just worked on months and months of therapy for my eating disorder. So I was no longer purging, um, no longer starving myself. I was just eating what I felt at the time was moderately. Um, I'd also gone on ADHD medication for the first time in my life, which was amazing because I'm I have severe ADHD. And I had never been medicated for it. And it was like a whole new world. I actually was doing really good in school. And it was just such a great experience. Just that whole era. I just felt like a new person, a new girl. Like I felt like I was really getting into my own. You know, I was now a girl who was doing well in school was going to college, had a, a cute older boyfriend, had a car, had a phone, 
had a digital camera and a photo printer. And on top of all that, I was about to turn 21. And I just felt like doors were opening wide for me. And that is quite the jump from there to what I was going through when I met Eddie, just like two short years later, where I was just not doing so well and not on top of the world and not on my game. So, but that's life, is it not? So I just shot, thought I would share that with you guys. Um, let's get into some more blog posts. This one seems like it'll be really cool and relaxing, which is what we all need this time of year. It's called Christmas Eve Meditation. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. How is everyone today? I hope you're as peaceful and calm as a midnight candle, as a midnight candle lit church service. If you don't feel that way, take some time out to do a nice meditation. Here's some free soothing music to tune into while you relax. And then I have a link for fireside music, which I love that video so much. I would play it right now, but then I'd get copyrighted. But um, if you want to check out this blog post, go to my blog at lindsayloomis.com and type in the search bar, Yule Blog Day 24, Christmas Eve Meditation. And you'll be able to listen to the relaxing music, maybe while you're also listening to me. I don't know. Maybe you're a multitasking queen or king. Let's get back to the blog post. Today, I want to talk about candlelight meditation also called candle gazing or Chataka. You know that zoned out feeling you get staring at the fire? That's what I'm talking about. This is an open eye meditation. This is a good meditation for people like me who have a constant wandering mind or monkey mind. How to do Chataka. Choose a quiet and darkened space where you will not be disturbed Dim light is best for candle gazing. So close the curtains if it's day. Remove distractions like phones or turn them off. Make sure you're wearing comfortable clothing and the room is a comfortable temperature. If it's chilly, a blanket or shawl can help you stay warm as you sit. Sit on a chair, the floor, or a cushion so the candle flame is at eye level and about two feet away. How you sit is up to you, but choose a comfortable position. Just make sure you're sitting up straight and can remain completely still while meditating. Stare at the candle and allow it to be the main focus of your mind. Hold your eyes steady, even if you feel distracted or bored. Your eyes may begin to water, but hold steady and the sensation will pass. If you blink or get distracted, just Return your attention to the flame. No big deal. As you gaze at the candle, breathe. (sighs) Focus on the sensation of the light flowing into you with each inhalation. As time passes, the room around you will fade until your only awareness is on the flame. When your meditation is done, lay down and close your eyes for five minutes. This will allow your mind and body to come back to full awareness before you continue your day. You can select a candle color if you want to focus on something in particular, like a goal or manifestation. Here's a quick candle color guide. White is for purity, clarity, innocence, simplicity, and completion. Gold is for abundance, prosperity, wealth, and spirituality. Violet is for commitment, reverence, and higher consciousness. Indigo is for imagination, insight, wisdom, and clarity of thought. Blue is for creativity, self-expression, communication, relaxation, and trust. Turquoise is for independence, protection, and healing. Green is for forgiveness, compassion, inspiration, hope, love, freedom, and healing. 
And yellow is for ambition, inner power, self-esteem, self-respect, self-discipline, all the selves, confidence, courage, and generosity. Orange is for sensuality and sexual energy, friendship, optimism, and happiness. I like that one. And orange is my favorite color next to pink. Red is for courage, strength, vitality, survival, and family bonding. And pink is for empathy and loyalty. If you are like many of us, you are home and trying to stay safe and may not be around family or friends like you normally would for this holiday. Use this time for reflection. If you want to feel like you're still part of life outside your home, I suggest taking a walk around your neighborhood to look at the Christmas lights. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, it's still enjoyable to see the festive lights and sometimes catch glimpses of families gathering indoors. This holiday is not calm and bright for everyone. Sadly, many of us are more alone than ever this holiday season. If you're feeling lonely and distraught, please hold on tight for hope. If you ever feel like you are not safe or want to harm yourself, please find help immediately. Call 911 or connect to NAMI, which is N-A-M-I, and go to their website, whose information I also have on my website at lindsayloomis.com. I wish nothing but comfort and joy for you tonight and tomorrow. If you're staying home tomorrow and wonder what in the world you'll fill your time with, no worries. I'll be right back here tomorrow for Yule Blog Day 25. I'll see you then. And then I say, P.S. Tomorrow I will unveil a huge announcement and I'm so excited to share this with you guys. So I feel like it's only appropriate for me to also read Yule Blog Day 25, the Christmas Day Yule Blog from that year. I start off saying, hello, friends, and Merry Christmas to you. I'm thinking today is as good day as ever to post my very first vlog. If you're at home today instead of with family or friends and want to just hang out with me at home, then today is your lucky day, LOL. My quote-unquote vlogging camera is not very high quality. There's a lot I have to learn about editing but I just wanted to post this for my blog readers in the hopes of being there when you need some company. I'm not with family today either. I'm with Eddie, of course, and Bean, my cat, but this was to be my first year that I could be home again with my family on Christmas day and Christmas Eve, but due to COVID, that's not a go. Last Christmas, I believe Eddie was working and I think I also worked the day after Christmas. This Christmas falls on a weekend that Eddie has off and I'm not in retail hell anymore. So we totally have the availability. But since Eddie and I still haven't officially had COVID yet, unlike most of my family, we're not risking it and we're staying home. I also would hate to get in a car wreck while traveling and have to burden already stretched thin healthcare workers. Imagine showing up to the emergency room from a car wreck and presents thrown all over the road after healthcare workers have been begging us to stay the fuck home. Wow, that's a tragic scene to picture. If I'm going to the ER after a car accident, I want it to be because we're on our way home for a first call or on our way to the morgue with a body. In other words, providing a service for our community, not because we're living life as if there's no pandemic. Does that make sense? Anyway. I'm currently editing this video right now, and you guys, this is so freaking hard. I had made some videos of a Disney vacation with my mama last year as a thank you gift, and I used Eddie's Adobe Video Editor, and I had him there the whole time to help me, but it was still really hard. Now, he only has the Adobe Premiere software in his computer, and although he told me I was welcome to use it, I wanted to do it on my own. I also thought it would be much easier to use my computer since I'm on it all the time anyway. So I downloaded this free video editing software called Shotcut. Not only am I dealing with pretty low quality image and audio, but I've got this free software and I'm making it work. 
There's lots of nervous laughter and aggravations and eye rolling over here. So during this editing process, I'm realizing that I just somehow lost an entire first three quarters of the videos I made. I'm not giving up though. I think I'm just going to post the last quarter of what I created. It's me making Victorian orange garland. The first part of the video is me making my orange clove ornaments. The part I was able to salvage thus far is me slicing oranges for the orange garland. And I'm just praying that I'm able to export it to YouTube safely. My God, this is hard. Of course, I'm super insecure about every single thing from how I look and sound to how my house looks. So just be gentle on me. I kind of feel like I'm losing my mind over here currently. One minute, I think I'm doing fine. And the next, I realize I never took my pills this morning. Or I'm still in pajamas at 2 p.m. Or I'm completely forgetting things happening in the lives of other people. At one part of my day, I'm dealing with families who just lost loved ones or picking up a poor soul who died alone due to drugs or alcohol. And the other part of my day, I'm doing what I sometimes consider selfish or vain activities like doing glam makeup and taking selfies. I know in my heart that I'm still doing all of the things I want to be doing, but it's like two halves of myself finally coming together. Doing work that actually helps my community, but also pushing my own agenda and working on my own personal goals. And sometimes I feel really strong and on top of it and making my dreams come true. And then other times in the same day, even I'm crumpled in a ball of panic and dread, having severe panic attacks and begging God to get me through it. I've got the video posted and ready to share. It starts abruptly because I lost most of the video while editing. I didn't feel like doing a beginning title or anything like that. So here it is. Be sure to like and subscribe as I already have another one in the editing process. I promise they'll get better. Merry Christmas to all my fellow mental health warriors. I'm so proud of you. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for Yule Blog 26. I love that Christmas Day blog post because it really brings me back to what I was doing during that phase of my life. This was when I was still able to do the job that our business does. And it's been a few years, so I feel safe enough to say like what exactly we did. So on Christmas Day... I had a suicide or excuse me, Christmas Eve. I had a suicide call to go on for the medical examiner. And this is what our business still does, you guys. But I decided that that job is not for me. So Eddie and our other employees do this job while I'm going back to school. But at the time, it was Eddie and I. So it was a suicide call of a gentleman that um, died by suicide in his basement while his wife and family were home. On Christmas Eve. Um, it was extremely hard to get him up the basement stairs and out. I also suffer from, I don't know if you want to call it suffer because they're not that bad, but they're annoying from um, bloody noses during the winter season. And sometimes when I'm upset, it causes a bloody nose. So, uh, my eyes are tearing up. I feel sad. I feel horrible for the wife and family. I'm also exerting myself heavily trying to get this guy up the stairs. And then even mixing with his blood, I have a bloody nose and it's like dripping into the snow and I was mortified and so embarrassed. It really sucked. On Christmas day of that year, I had, a, we had another suicide call. So I went on that and, um, it was a younger gentleman, younger than me, about maybe 10 years younger than me who died by suicide in a trailer in their front yard while the family was inside celebrating Christmas. Um, this one was unbelievably horrifying because the mom was outside the whole time, like 
bawling her eyes out in hysterics. The neighbors were coming over. The family was there. Um, So we pulled him out. And then the mom couldn't let her son go. So he's on the gurney. He's in the bag. And she just wants to hover over him. And it was so bitter cold, like below zero. Um, But of course, we're not going to rush this mom. And I think we all stood out there while she sobbed over her son for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, So all in all, we were on the call for, I think, maybe three hours. And that was my, that was my Christmas that year. Um, And that's the kind of stuff that our business does. And that's what Eddie does. And if you know anybody who's in the funeral industry or what sometimes people call last responder industry, hug them extra hard because that's the kind of stuff we encounter. And some people like Eddie have these born with innate, amazing coping skills where he's able to carp mentalize it all and go on with his life. And I very much did not have those skills because I did that job for several more months until I could not anymore. And I'm still suffering from PTSD nightmares to this day. So yeah, I'm not trying to end this on a super sad note though. So let's just read one more. So I'm just going to read one more blog for you guys. This one was written um, December 10th, 2017. So it's a little bit older than the other ones I've been reading. This one is called post-holiday, vacay, post, pre-holiday, whatever the fuck is going on, mental health blog post. (laughs) It's quite the title. And I start saying Do you ever go on a holiday or vacation, whatevs, and visit your wonderful family and your idyllic hometown and come home dragging ass because you conveniently forgot that you are prone to depression and anxiety and didn't exercise or meditate once and decided sugar was no longer toxic to your system and now you're home and blue and missing your family and idyllic hometown and are breaking out and what I call airplane acne and also missing your pre-vacation metabolism and wonderful sense of, oh by gosh, by golly, aren't the holidays fun festiveness? Because same. I am so proud that I did so well getting everything ready for our trip home to Michigan to visit with my family. I decorated the entire house and got all of our Christmas cards made, signed, and sent. And have all my gifts ready to wrap and ship along with all my needed flat rate post office boxes that I can conveniently have picked up at my door because I hate going to the post office, especially this time of year. I did not take my own advice thus far for the holidays. I'll admit it. I'm a phony. I'm a fake. I have not been meditating daily, barely weekly. What happened? Did I think I could just ignore getting in touch with myself once a day and no big deal, just magically, well, deal with things? Apparently so. Though, like most of us, my social media feeds will tell you I have been easily fitting in all my decorating, hours of outfit planning and makeup putting on, and slapping on lots of glitter on everything, including my eyelids, eyelashes, and lips. I keep reading in the news that glitter is bad for the planet, and I think scientists will take it from me any day. So I have been really living it up with the glitter this year. So successful, right? Let's review. It may look that way on social media. And my vacation was absolutely wonderful. It really was. There is no one to blame but myself. I think I've learned that remembering I am a person who struggles with mental illness every day is much less inhibiting than ignoring it and rediscovering it at home on a Sunday with my robe on at 1239 p.m. 
At least the robe is kind of sexy and has lace. I am honestly detox sweating sugar out of my body like alcohol. Though I didn't drink much on my trip, can't believe I left bottles of Corbell Brut behind in my parents' fridge. I did eat sugar everything. Which, oddly enough, though I am certified to edu- educate people with diabetes how to properly eat, it took my therapist of all people to suggest to me that maybe sugar is like really, really bad for me. I had my mom stock up on all of my healthy go-tos at home. But by day two, found myself shamelessly eating Lucky Charms at 8 a.m. and then creeping back to bed like it never happened. On a side note, I forgot how much cereal can really hurt my mouth. Like a thousand tiny cuts. I guess I normally eat mush. Oatmeal, milled flaxseed, almond butter, protein bowls, all that is pressed juice. Yeah, I eat mostly mush. So let's commiserate together, you and I. Fellow stranger, friend, reader, possibly mental health sufferer. On how we conveniently forgot that not every day of the holiday season is as magical as watching Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And that we are blessed with beautiful minds and caring hearts, but have a disability that deserves just as much attention as any other charity inducing illness this time of year. We are the depressed. We are the anxious. We are the panic attack suffering, but we can still post our holiday decorating triumphs and glitter makeup selfies on social media. Just don't forget to be real with yourself. Check in on yourself before you wreck yourself. And in the words of my Southwest pilot upon landing from my layover in Chicago, be kind to one another. I really love Southwest. And if you're reading my blog, you're probably somehow connected to my aforementioned social media feeds. If not, check them out. Help me break the stigma of mental illness one post at a time. And then I put in my social media accounts. I feel like that was a really good blog post to end on because it's just very much me and on brand of... Yes, the holidays are exciting. Let's celebrate. Let's, you know, all the glitter. Let's decorate. Let's put on makeup. Let's take selfies. But also remember to keep in touch with your true self and give yourself what you need. If you need a timeout, take it. If you need to just not do holiday stuff for a minute or for a day or whatever, do it. It's hard, y'all. It's a lot of extra pressure to be perfect on top of a world that's already pressuring us to be perfect. So just keep that in mind. Remember that social media is not always what it seems. I heard someone the other day talk about how social media is the highlight reel. That's all. That's all it is. It's the highlight reel, which is cool because it's kind of like a gratitude book of the best things that happened, the things that you liked, the things that were pretty, the things that you were tickled by, you know, the friends, the family, it's the highlight reel, but it's not the real reel. Okay. So just keep that in mind, but also don't be a party pooper for yourself. Get into the mood, even if it's not what you wanted it to look like. And quit being such a perfectionist because I know some of you are. I am too. Totally guilty of it. Just try to be in the moment and love on one another. And that's just what this time of year is all about. And being cozy and inside because it's the winter and burr. I love you guys. I truly hope you have such a magical, amazing, cozy little Christmas if you celebrate If not, I hope that you have a great solstice or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you celebrate. And I hope to see you guys back here next week. It should be the day after Christmas that we're going to meet again on here 
or two days after Christmas, actually. So get in the mood, get excited for some New Year's Eve festiveness, some New Year's Eve magic, some New Year's resolution, amazingness, all sorts of more reasons to celebrate. The festiveness is not going to stop here just because Christmas is done. So love you guys. I will see you back here next Wednesday on another episode of Love Lindsay.